Good evening and welcome. It's Eric Erickson here, News 95.5 AM 750 WSB, the phone number 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. There's a lot of news today, but I got to put something on your radar, and this is probably the most important bit of news you'll hear today because you're not hearing it anywhere else, and it's considered old news by some. I am largely staying out of the statewide races. Uh, Buzz Brockway, I've endorsed for Secretary of State. He's a longtime friend, but I, I like Josh McCoon just as well. I, either one would be great. Um, I have endorsed uh, David Schaefer. He's a longtime friend for Lieutenant Governor. But uh, Jeff Duncan, uh, I, I think he's fantastic uh, and have a ton of friends who are supporting Jeff Duncan. But it, that's about the uh, the only two, and it. it's long-time relationships. I've stayed out of the other races, but I've got to play you an audio clip here that somewhat forces me to get involved in another race and should force you to get involved as well. Um, this is a, a Dale Russell report from Fox 5. I only want to play a snippet of it. It is about a candidate running for statewide office. Most of you have never heard this in Georgia. You need to hear this. Um, this is, this is pretty bad stuff. We've got someone on the ballot here. Uh, this had gone completely under the radar and you've got to listen to this Dale Russell report. When I was 18, I went to work, uh, for a real estate and insurance company with the idea of selling real estate. When insurance commissioner candidate Jim Beck campaigns, he likes to tout his years of insurance industry experience. I've served as chief of staff for the current commissioner. And he did back in 2011. Beck was chief of staff for insurance commissioner Ralph Hudgens. Commissioner Hudgens, who is supporting another candidate for insurance commissioner, says he told Beck to find another job. His reason? He says Beck had not been honest with him and an industry group. I just told him he needed to find something else to do that, that I had lost total confidence in him. It sounds like a firing. It sounds, like, it sounds pretty much like firing, too. State records show Beck resigned. Beck sent us an email. He says Commissioner Hudgens wrote when he left, touting his invaluable leadership and that Jim will be sorely missed. Commissioner Hudgens' spokesperson told me the commissioner doesn't remember writing the email, and he says Jim Beck had access to that email account. We had interviewed Jim Beck earlier in his home, but wanted to ask him about what Commissioner Hudgens told us about that email. Can, can you just tell me why you took the... Well, that was uncalled for. Uh, wait, wait, pause that, pause that. Yeah, so Jim Beck opens the door on Dale Russell and shoves it into his face and, and goes inside uh, instead of answering the question. It just, y'all, this is, <laughs> this is not good. This guy wants to be the insurance commissioner. I mean, we, we've, we've gone through the John Oxendine sordidness. Do we really want this? Um, there is a guy running against Jim Beck. His name is Jay Florence, and, and consider this an endorsement of Jay Florence. I, I haven't met him. I haven't been asked for his endorsement. Uh, I did reach out to a friend of mine in the insurance industry, and they think very highly of him. Many of them had not heard the Jim Beck uh, story. Uh, that Jim Beck was, the, again, if you're just tuning in, Jim Beck was the chief of staff to the insurance commissioner and was fired by the insurance commissioner. Um, that or allowed to resign, I guess we can say, uh, allowed to resign technically. Um, but I mean, you heard Ralph Hudgens say, sounds like a firing to me. Uh, there you have it. Uh, you need to have this race on your radar that you probably don't want to vote for Jim Beck. And you probably did not know this. Um, 
But there you have it. Uh, you can search Dale Russell, Jim Beck online and go to Fox 5 and you can see that full interview. Uh, it does not look good for Beck. And I can tell you, I have friends in the insurance commissioner's office and I have friends in the insurance industry. I got uh, friends in politics and they're all starting to raise the red alert on Jim Beck saying, um, you got to you got to stay away from this guy. And I think that tells me all I need to know that uh, he was asked to leave by Ralph Hudgens, a profoundly decent guy and a great insurance commissioner um, for being dishonest, uh, not, not comporting himself well in the office. So keep that in mind as these races come up. Uh, Goodness gracious. Okay. So we get this out of the way. Uh, I went down to Valdosta state last night, was asked a lot about the statewide races and the governor's race. And I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm staying out of it. You don't need me to tell you how to vote for the governor's race. I will say this, that driving to Valdosta, and by the way, just as an aside, thank you all for your thoughts and prayers and, and kind notes, uh, tweets, emails, uh, everything on Christy. Her scans were good yesterday. Uh, thank you very much. It, it has been a, a real source of stress for me. I haven't wanted to bother and burden you guys with, but uh, there are plenty, there's, a lot of stress in my life right now, and, and this is one that I now don't have to worry about. So thank you very much. Um, but after I made it back from Emory, I uh, was able to get down in time to talk to the college Republicans at Valdosta last night. And it, I'm glad I went. First of all, I'd never been to Valdosta before. I'd driven through there on the way to Florida, never actually stopped. Not a ton there, but not a bad place. Uh, the, the campus there, Valdosta, pretty campus. But it confirms for me what I have suspected all along. The AJC is going to have a poll out tomorrow, I think, um, with how they see the race shaping up. Uh, I, I find it very funny. There have been so so very few um, polls out. And, and here's my prediction for why. Let me just say this up front, and it's going to offend everybody, um, everybody in the polling industry. But the AJC, I think, is going to do a, a benchmark poll with a credible pollster. And then suddenly you'll see a bunch of robo pollsters come out uh, and they will shape up around the AJC with Casey Cagle will be in the lead. And then they'll have Brian Kemp, Hunter Hill, Clay Tippins cluster together. They'll have Michael Williams underneath them. Um, I suspect we're going to get something like that from the AJC. And suddenly, miracle of miracles, all these other groups will start releasing polls. Um, yes. Do, do I think a lot of these pollsters are somewhat fly by night and not credible? Absolutely. I do. Uh, I think the AJC though has a credible pollster. Uh, and, and so all these other pollsters are going to model their polling based on the AJC. Now, uh, back to the point I was trying to make before the tangent, the only presence I saw, uh, driving to Valdosta was for, uh, Brian Kemp and Casey Cagle. And I did see a couple of Hunter Hill signs uh, in Valdosta in people's yards, uh, which in and of itself was impressive that Hunter Hill has traction down there. I didn't see any visible presence for Tippins, Evans, Abrams, or Williams. Uh, but primarily driving down the interstate, uh, uh, Brian Kemp had signs and farms that abutted the interstate. Casey Cagle did as well in, in several places. Um, Kemp, I think had more of a presence, uh, which just given his family and whatnot, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, I suspect if I drove North of Atlanta, I would see more Kegel stuff. Um, but there was a very limited presence. I was kind of surprised to see Hunter Hill signs in people's yards, uh, but I didn't see anything. Tippins didn't see anything. Williams. Now they may not be investing 
in yard signs, and that's not typically the best benchmark. Uh, but I do think it's notable when candidates for office are able to get uh, farmers to allow them to put signs on their property along the interstate and when they're in people's yards well outside the metro Atlanta area. If you've got campaign signs in someone's yard, uh, that's a vote. Uh, campaign signs in the right-of-way, I, I pay no attention to. Um, so I thought those were telling. Um, we will see where this shapes up, though, in just a few weeks and with the AJC poll tomorrow before all the other fly-by-night pollsters come out with their polls, looking almost like the AJC with certain tweaks. An official brief Profit Center timeout to thank a sponsor, Man Crates. I'm drinking a beer, and it is in my custom pint glass with my name on it, my beer glass. I've got six of them, and I got them from mancrates.com. It is the website to go for the impossible gift person, the guy you know who you want to get him something awesome, and you're just not sure. You got a birthday coming up, you want something, you want to recommend someone go there to get something for you, mancrates.com really is awesome. They've got stuff if you're into grills, if you're into home cooking, brewing, distilling, if you're into sports, um, hunting, fishing, you name it, they've got a man crate for you. In fact, man crates has gifts for every type of guy. And it shipped in a wooden crate. You can go to my Instagram page and see the video of mine when it came. They even ship it with a crowbar. You pry it open yourself. It's really cool packaging. Hundreds of gifts, uh, gift options. So finding the perfect man crate, it's really simple. You go to mancrates.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K. You find the unique gift like the adventurous knife-making kit for the hands-on guy or the whiskey appreciation crate. They've got thousands of five-star reviews. Every man crate comes with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. I love my beer glasses. They even, when they shipped them to me, they shipped beer nuts and peanuts, you name it. Um, got great little gifts. Had bar snacks for my friends when they came over. So tell your wife, your girlfriend, your mom, whoever you know who want you want a gift from them or you want to get a gift for someone, go to Man Crates. You'll get 5% off at mancrates.com slash Eric. Limited time offer, 5% off right now at mancrates.com slash Eric. That's mancrates, M-A-N-C-R-A-T-E-S.com slash Eric. Thank you to Man Crates for sponsoring the show. Have you guys heard about the Joy Reid situation? Joy Reid's the, the wackadoo liberal on MSNBC. Uh, about a decade ago on her personal site, she called the Reid Report, she was blogging about gay marriage and whatnot, defending some athletes who had come out against it and essentially said that um, heterosexuals thought it was all gross uh, and that uh, a lot of people were being accused of being homophobic, but it was considered immoral. Um, the, the, the view of many heterosexuals was that many um, homosexual men like uh, younger men, if not prepubescent men, and that creeps them out. Uh, not a good thing. Uh, and that it was wrong and she was opposed to it. And, well, she's now considered herself a, a leading voice of la resistance. And so she's been accused of wrong think. So she says someone hacked her website and inserted those posts uh, and that it wasn't her, uh, which is total nonsense because the Internet Archive pulls stuff uh, from... Uh, website. It can't be hacked the way it processes. And now it turns out the Library of Congress also has those Joy Reid pieces, uh, the controversial pieces. And, and so she's going to have to presume that the uh, Library of Congress was hacked to do this. Or it could be she actually believed these things. They're really rather innocuous mainstream views, frankly. Um, even though I, it's not politically correct to say them, and people get outraged when you, you say you think it's kind of gross. Um, but back in 2006, 
it really wasn't something you couldn't say in public. It, it was thing people were saying in public. And so now she's, she's not trying to apologize or say she's evolved uh, because that would get her purged from la resistance. Uh, so she's got to say some hacker did it. And a lot of people are willing to give her a pass in a way they would never have given Kevin Williamson a pass. Uh, he being accused of positions he didn't actually hold. Uh, Joy Reid is being accused of positions she did hold and she's having to say it wasn't really her position. She was hacked. Um, it is funny how the left tends to protect itself in some cases, but also how other branches of the left consume itself. Um, none of this is surprising if you've been paying attention. It's why this La Résistance is not really sustainable. Uh, they will eat their own over time. Now, when we come back, uh, the United Kingdom, the Queen's Justice, they're killing a kid. Uh, and it is tragic. And you should know about it. It is Eric Erickson here, 39 after the hour. I need to tell you something that will make you all jealous. I have seen Avengers Infinity War. I will give you no spoilers. You don't have to turn away. I will just tell you that if you've never seen a Marvel movie before, this probably isn't the movie for you. If you love Marvel movies, if you like Marvel movies, you will really like Infinity War, but it is cluttered. There is no moment of rest. It is nonstop action, 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 action. Oh, that guy died. Action, action. Hey, Stanley. Action, 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 action. Oh, that guy died. Action, 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 action. Um, it, it's it is it, it is just nonstop packed. Uh, a good movie. I would like to thank them for allowing me to um, see the movie uh, ahead of time. I was not able to get to the official press screening and uh, was still able to do it. Uh, so I, I recommend it. I'm excited to see it on a big screen. Uh, IMAX screen, I mean. So now, okay, we got to talk about Alfie Evans. Alfie Evans is a toddler in London who has a disease and it prevents him from breathing on his own. And the, um, the UK has decided to let him die. Doctors assured the courts that within five minutes of taking the breathing tube out of Alfie Evans, that the child would be dead. It has now been more than 48 hours, and he is still breathing. At one point, his father did mouth-to-mouth -mouth on him because his lips were starting to turn purple, um, but it is not a continual thing. By and large, he's breathing on his own. And the UK's response uh, is that he must die and now he must be starved to death since he is still living. And the police have issued uh, warnings to citizens that their social media posts are being monitored and the police may arrest you for what you say about Alfie Evans in Great Britain. The Italian government has granted Alfie Evans citizenship and said the Vatican would like to take him and treat him. They would provide transport for him and cover all the costs so there are no further costs to the United Kingdom. And the United Kingdom has said, no, the child must die. Sarah Palin got a lot of heat for talking about death panels in this country. Uh, this is the logical outcome of a state that provides you free health care and decides that your children belong to the government, not to parents. 
Um, parents can raise children as long as they raise them according to the customs and manner and, and beliefs of the state. Otherwise, you can't. This is what happens in a secular society where secularism becomes the religion, but there's more to it than that. If Alfie Evans were to be released and were to go to Italy and get treatment, it would show that the British state failed in its healthcare system. And the British state cannot allow its citizens to see that they could get better health care elsewhere because that would undermine the core tenets of the socialist health care system in Britain. So this child must die so that everyone knows who's in charge and knows they can have no better system. This child is a pawn. Uh, the queen's justice in Britain is to let this child die. And there's a horrible juxtaposition in that Queen Elizabeth is celebrating the birth of her new great-grandchild uh, at the time this child is dying. And there have been a number of people to uh, tweet that Prince William should name his new son Alfie in honor of this brave child who the government is killing. And even those people are now seeing harassment in Great Britain for even suggesting that. Uh, what a monstrous people England has become. What a monstrous nation. Uh, and you can say all sorts of things about the problems in this country, and that's fine. Uh, but in this country, we do not tell parents, you must let your child die. And when the child begins to die and apparently isn't dying, as the doctor said, say, hey, now we're going to ensure your child dies by starving your child to death because your child has to die. Um, thank God for the second amendment in this country, honestly. I, and I, and I do mean this seriously. If the government told me I had to let my child starve to death and tried to stop me from feeding my child, uh, the second amendment would be exercised. And if I had to die, trying to save my child, well then so be it. Uh, and you can't do that in Great Britain and you can't do stuff like that because they don't have a Second Amendment. And here we do. The Second Amendment is not just to defend our homes and go hunting. It is to defend us from a Leviathan that in Great Britain has grown so large. It tells people that not only must you have national health care, but you're not allowed to have anything else. And we would rather you die than go get something else. It's just hor horrific to see. I, uh, I could go on and on. I, I, y'all, I, I just, I gotta be honest. I, I really am amazed. Um, and I shouldn't be anymore, uh, at how we, we derive so much of our rights from English common law and how that, that country has become an authoritarian police state. Now you're now, they, they sent out a, a statement the other day, they put up a billboard in the London, uh, underground system uh, that they would not tolerate sectarian statements. Now, sectarian to them actually means like calling um, a a Protestant orange uh, orange man or or what have you, uh, calling Muslims uh, slurs, things like that. Um, but still, free speech does not exist in Great Britain. And if you say something on social media, you can be arrested for tweeting something the government doesn't like. You can be charged with a crime. You can have government ministers order the police to check in on you if, if they don't like what you said on Twitter. And here's this little boy caught in the middle of this police state where the government has a vested interest in making sure he dies so that the people of Great Britain don't see they might be able to get better health care. The whole thing is just, what, what this is the death of the West happening uh, and it, it, it moves here. You, you know, um, what's his name? Um, 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 uh, the God who is there. 
Francis Schaefer. Yes, Francis Schaefer um, said that what happens in, in Europe tends to happen 30 years later here. I mean, this is our trajectory. Thank God we have the Bill of Rights, though. But they're only as good as the, the character of the men who enforce and oversee them. So dark times in the West these days. Y'all, it looks like uh, Johnny Isaacson may be uh, killing the nomination of Ronnie Jackson for VA secretary. And that's not a bad thing. Um, Johnny Isaacson doing his due diligence over... Uh, Dr. Jackson's nomination. He is the um, the president's doctor. He was Barack Obama's doctor as well. Stories are starting to circulate that he had some issues. Uh, apparently one time uh, during Obama's administration, they needed him on a trip and he was passed out drunk. Uh, at other times he was called the candy man because he passed out pills. Although, he, he, look, if you're going overseas, and somebody wants a sleeping pill on a presidential trip, I don't know if that's a bad thing, but there are other issues as well, uh, drunkenly beating on the door of a, of a female service member in the middle of the night, all sorts of things. Uh, and, and the White House didn't really vet him. Now they're starting to sabotage his nomination, and he didn't want it to begin with. Um, just this is a man who was highly regarded as the White House physician and now seen his character ruined. It has a lot to do with poor vetting. When we come back... Uh, there was a special election in Arizona last night. The GOP won it. A really good conservative Christian lady won it. And have y'all seen the video? I've got the audio of this this liberal politician in New Jersey berating the police who had pulled over a car her daughter was in. Absolutely infuriating. She got her comeuppance. I uh, will give you all that. And we'll talk about Fresno the Hut, the liberal professor out there who hated Barbara Bush. There She is back in the news. Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here, 9 after the hour, Atlanta's Evening News. The phone number, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Thank you for joining me. This is the second hour. We got a ton to get to, and I want to start in Arizona. Uh, they had the special election, Trent Frank's district. Uh, he left in a level of scandal uh, that I really think was blown out of proportion. He's a very good man. Uh, and I think he was was dragged down by a, a staffer who wanted a few minutes of fame. And that was unfortunate. Uh, he would have made a great senator. I wished he would have run, but couldn't after that. Um, nonetheless, um, it, we have Congresswoman-elect Lesko now in Arizona 8. Uh, she is an evangelical Christian. She's a conservative. A, a fine person by all accounts. I've never met her, don't know her, but... Uh, beat the Democrat there. Now, Republicans are cheering, saying, hey, what about the blue wave? I thought you said there was a blue wave. Y'all don't get cocky. This is an R plus 20 district, and she barely won it. Uh, won it by single digits. That That's not good. That is a huge warning sign for Republicans about this wave coming. Uh, when a Republican candidate wins... Um, in a district where the president won by 20 points, the former congressman won by 20 points, and she is the best of the candidates, best of the Republican candidates, and can't break double digits. That's a warning sign that there is something happening. And I will tell you that, so the district swing, by the way, was uh, D plus 17. You saw a 17% increase in Democratic turnout in this district. Uh, and if, if that stays consistent, I mean, you got, for example, my, my buddy Chip Roy, 
He is running for Congress in the 21st Congressional District in Texas. That is Lamar Smith's seat. Uh, Chip is in the primary right now. Uh, he's been on this program several times in the past talking about uh, health care. He ran the, the 10th Amendment Center at the Texas Public Policy Foundation. He was Ted Cruz's chief of staff. He worked for Rick Perry. Uh, profoundly conservative guy, uh, more conservative than me on a number of issues, including immigration. Wonderful person, uh, good evangelical Christian and people are starting to say this is the sort of district that could go to the Democrats. It's an R plus 10 district. And if you have this big wave building, it could, which is another reason, by the way, you need to nominate Chip in that district. If you're listing from Texas 21, this is why Chip needs to get the nomination because he is the one of the two. He's the only Republican now. Uh, he's in a runoff who really has what it takes to be able to organize that district from San Antonio to Austin and get conservatives to turn out for him. Um, really need to make sure he, he's a savvy candidate. He will do very well. He'll be a leader of conservatives when he gets to uh, Washington. But we shouldn't. I saw Seb Gorka and others saying, what, what wave, what wave? Y'all, you know, the wave sometimes doesn't top the mountain, but it splashes water on top. And, and this should be a sign there is a tsunami in front of us or behind us coming when an R plus 20 district uh, sees a Republican not win by double digits. That That's a warning sign. And we should be taking this seriously. Now, what do we do to take this seriously? So if there is a Democratic wave coming, what do we do? To fight the Democratic wave, you need to take a playbook out of what uh, Ms. Lesko did. I think Becky Lesko is her name. Um, Congresswoman-elect Lesko did in Arizona 8. She ran a very purposeful campaign. It was on message. She was the Republican candidate who didn't have skeletons in the closet. There was nothing to surprise her. So she could focus on, on grassroots and ground game. She did a heavy door to door. She had a consistent message. She wasn't changing a message every week. She ran a very disciplined campaign and all of our candidates are going to have to do that. And let me go back to the first hour of the show. If you didn't hear it, you can text the word show to 444-999 to get a link to the podcast. You should listen to it. In the first hour, I played you the uh, Dale Russell audio about Jim Beck. Jim Beck is running for insurance commissioner as a Republican in Georgia. Jim Beck was, uh, for all intents and purposes, fired by Ralph Hudgens, the insurance commissioner, uh, Ralph Hudgens says he didn't think that Beck was very honest, uh, didn't work out in the office, handled himself poorly. Essentially, he went out and got a uh, jo another job when he was supposed to be the chief of staff uh, in the insurance commissioner's office. It looks very badly for Jim Beck uh, and the insurance commissioner's office has um, not great things to say about him, frankly. If he's the Republican nominee for... Uh, insurance commissioner at a time where Democrats are really driving up their turnout that could look badly that, that could hurt the GOP because Democrats want to get back into statewide office in Georgia and they may not get governor they may not get lieutenant governor but they could totally pick up something like insurance commissioner by marshalling their resources and just attacking him based on the statements of other republicans so why republicans jay florence is his opponent i'm now endorsing him because we need to avoid all the unforced errors we need to avoid another roy moore situation i'm not saying jim beck has skeletons in his closet like roy moore but he's going to be savaged um, for his own screw ups and his own bad dealings in office 
and we need to be on our A game. That is one reason it is good to have primaries because a lot of these things come come out. The the Roy Moore situation did not come out in time. Uh, the Republican candidates really need to do what they can to push everybody's skeletons out of the closet now and let us bet them. We got to have stellar candidates, and that goes down to the local level. It goes to city council. It goes to county commission. It goes to state rep. It goes to state senate. It goes to all the statewide offices. We need good people running for office. Um, if Cagle, if Kemp, if um, if Tippins, Williams, Hill, uh, if they have any any major skeletons in their closet, even some minor ones. They're all going to come flooding out. The Democrats are going to play for keeps and they've got every right to play for keeps. We would do the same thing. Democrats, I think, tend to do it more savagely than Republicans. Uh, Democrats would say otherwise. They'd say the Republicans do it more savagely. That's fine. We can disagree on that. But we know it's going to happen. We know, for example, uh, that uh, Casey Cagle, if there's any sort of ethical impropriety there, it's going to come out. Uh, I'm sure they will try to make hay out of uh, the Kinnickasaw State handling of the voter database if Brian Kemp's the nominee. Um, Hunter Hill, they can't really go after him on the gun stuff. Uh, who knows what they may conjure up from Clay Tippin's business background. For Michael Williams, they'll try to make him a big Trump guy, uh, which he would play up, but I don't know that it hurt, helps you in this environment. They're going to come after the Republicans, and they're going to play for keeps with the Republicans. And we need to understand that with this Democratic wave— in 2006, Georgia was spared the Democratic wave because it ran really good candidates who didn't have a bunch of skeletons in their closet, and they ran aggressive campaigns. And right now, I get the sense in Georgia, we have a bunch of Republicans who are running as, it's my turn, it's my turn, I waited for him to retire, and now it's my turn. And that means you're putting your careerist potential ahead of your ideas, and people don't like career politicians these days. And that could hurt the GOP. An official brief Profit Center timeout to think a sponsor, Man Crates. I'm drinking a beer, and it is in my custom pint glass with my name on it, my beer glass. I've got six of them, and I got them from mancrates.com. It is the website to go for the impossible gift person, the guy you know who you want to get him something awesome, and you're just not sure. you got a birthday coming up. You want something. You want to recommend someone go there to get something for you. Mancrates.com really is awesome. They've got stuff if you're into grills, if you're into home cooking, brewing, distilling, if you're into sports, um, hunting, fishing, you name it. They've got a man crate for you. In fact, Mancrates has gifts for every type of guy in it shipped in a wooden crate. You can go to my Instagram page and see the video of mine when it came. They even ship it with a crowbar. You pry it open yourself. It's really cool packaging. Hundreds of gifts, uh, gift options. So finding the perfect man crate, it's really simple. You go to mancrates.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K. You find the unique gift like the adventurous knife-making kit for the hands-on guy or the whiskey appreciation crate. They've got thousands of five-star reviews. Every man crate comes with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. I love my beer glasses. They even, when they shipped them to me, they shipped beer nuts and peanuts, you name it. Um, got great little gifts. Had bar snacks for my friends when they came over. So tell your wife, your girlfriend, your mom, whoever you know who want you want a gift from them or you want to get a gift for someone, go to Man Crates. You'll get 5% off at mancrates.com slash Eric. Limited time offer, 5% off right now at mancrates.com slash Eric. That's mancrates, M-A-N-C-R-A-T-E-S.com slash Eric. Thank you to Mancrates for sponsoring the show. Oh, my friends, we need to talk about Karen Turner. 
Now, you probably don't recognize the name, and you wouldn't unless you're paying really good attention to the news today. Karen Z. Turner, and she spells her first name with a C, not a K. She is a Port Authority commissioner, or was until she was forced to resign today, uh, up in New Jersey. And her daughter was in a car that was pulled over. The car was pulled over because it uh, had side-tinted windows, which is illegal in New Jersey. The car was from Nevada and had a Nevada license plate, which was obscured. So they pulled it over for that. Uh, the the tinted windows and they discovered that it had an expired registration and the driver didn't have an insurance card. Uh, Karen Turner's daughter was in the car uh, and she was called. And well, let me just this is her talking to the police officers. I'm Karen you're, you're, just here to, you're just here as the rider, right? No, I'm not. Okay. I'm here as a concerned citizen and friend okay. of the mayor and okay. been in Tennessee for okay. 20 years. I take full responsibility for them. And what is the reason they were pulled over? The driver has all the information. He'll tell you. No, 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 no. I need to know. No, you don't need to know. Okay. We're not involved here. You're picking them up. No, no, no. I'm involved. I'm very disappointed in the way the two of you are acting. You cannot even tell me a mother living in Tennessee for 20 years with two kids who went through the school system, what's the problem? And that's shocking. Shocking that you can't well, even give me a sense. I think no. we should conclude this. I will. Just for safety absolutely. reasons, this is a high-speed road. I think we should all get off of the road. You a little bit dangerous for I'm us being so out here sorry. as long as we were Thank anyway. Thank you for your concern with my safety. Okay. I don't need it. You can't put a sentence together. Sorry. Okay. That- this is a, she's a Hillary Clinton donor. I mean, you know, liberals have always wanted dashboard cams, and it, it's just I think it's hysterical to find a, a a rich liberal feminist berating the cops for pulling over her precious child, uh, precious millennial child. As she's now out of her job on the Port Authority, they forced her to resign. They are not going to press charges. The police did not press charges against her. Um, <laughs> they released the tape, and there's public shaming involved now. Uh, which is good. What are, and, I mean, she went on to begin cussing the cops. I didn't want to play that on radio. Uh, just really pretentious, uh, all because her daughter was in the car, and she's a w- rich white liberal who, I see, I had to say that slowly because I've got braces and I don't want people to think I'm saying a different word if I trip over my tongue. But nonetheless, you get the point. Um, just ridiculous behavior. Uh, and that is so often, you know, I was on city council for a while and I never had conservatives treat me in that way, but I did have a number of uh, liberals, all of them women, who behaved just like that, Uh, and it was annoying then, and it's annoying now. I kind of wouldn't be surprised, welcome back, by the way, 39 after the hour, I kind of wouldn't be surprised if we saw a Democratic Civil War brew, like, like spill out into the open after November. Harry Reid has come out the former Senate majority leader and says Donald Trump's terrible, awful, no good, rotten human being, but he doesn't think impeachment is a viable option. Impeachment means something. There needs to be a high crime uh, or misdemeanor, and he doesn't see that there actually has been one. And so he's opposed to impeachment. And that is privately the view of most of the Democrats in the Senate, even the liberal ones. And the left-wing protesters are going insane over this. I mean, they're ready to burn Harry Reid to the ground. And you got that... um, Oh, that gay rights activist, uh, Tom, what's his name from, from Colorado, who did the grassroots um, uh, AstroTurf Army in Georgia against religious liberty uh, and uh, had Governor Deal and, and the like buckle over uh, because of a paid mob. 
uh, Steyer, Tom Steyer, that's his name. And you're going to see Democrats start fighting with each other over these issues. Now, that's not actually what I want to talk about, though. Um, and I've got several things I want to get out of here. I'll, I'll get to Fresno the Hutt in a little bit. Let me let me talk about the free press, though. There have been, uh, today, Turkey rounded up uh, reporters for a newspaper critical of the Turkish regime. You know, we had the situation up in North Georgia a while back where a... A journalist was arrested for daring to report on the financial transactions of a judge uh, involving funds going into the state coffers. Judge held the, the reporter in contempt. This happens around the country. And I wrote a piece today and noted that, you know, a free society really does require a free press. We should all be concerned about threats to the free press. But unfortunately, I don't think reporters realize that to have a free press, we must have an honest press. And I don't think we have an honest press, by and large, in the United States anymore. I mean, just take the fact check organizations. Uh, PolitiFact is a great example. PolitiFact is run often by a group of people who lean left, more often than not. And they declare conservative statements lies and liberal lies truth. And sometimes the conservatives do get it wrong, but oftentimes it's just that PolitiFact disagrees with them because of partisan spin. For example, they declared the lie of the year, the statement that Barack Obama, when conservatives said Barack Obama was lying about if you can keep your doctor, if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. Conservatives said that was a lie. He didn't mean it. It wasn't true. And and PolitiFact declared that conservatives saying this were lying about the president and had to walk it back. Time and again, they do these sorts of things. Um, they'll say Republicans are partly true or mostly true. They'll never be fully true. Uh, the reason we have these fact-checking organizations, by and large, is because liberals realize the game is up, um, that reporters tend to be liberal, and so they outsource the fact-checking to these groups that they can give uh, special status to, even though they're also a bunch of liberals. I am really concerned that we have a growing number of young reporters in this country who have decided they are part of la résistance, And they don't care about the truth. They care about their worldview and their side. They don't want to report the facts. They want to tell us what they think is important for us to know. And in making that determination, they're using their biases, which presents a distorted picture of what's actually happened. We need a free press in this country. To have a free society, we need a free press. And I don't know that we're getting that very much anymore. There are some really good reporters out there. Um, Locally and nationally, there are really good reporters. And I think they are being undermined by these uh, nationally aggressive left-wing reporters who essentially report for fair and balanced, uh, honest broker institutions that are doing no such thing. You know, a perfect example of this is, uh, well, I'm going to use this term. I didn't invent it. I've seen others use it. um, Nut picking. Nut picking is where you pick... uh, um, one or two nuts on social media who said something that you can build a story around and claim everybody in the group believes it when most of them don't. And a great example of this is what's happening with Fresno the Hutt. Uh, Fresno the Hutt is the the Islamic professor at Fresno State who uh, said she was sure Barbara Bush was rotting in hell for being a racist and whatnot, saying all sorts of awful things. 
giving out the phone number to a mental health hotline, claiming it was her number, shutting down as a result of the mental health hotline and whatnot. Uh, Vox.com, the left-wing site that the media treats as objective, has a big story about how conservatives want this woman fired. Actually, the most prominent voices on the right out there today defending her are conservatives saying what she said is terrible, but she shouldn't be fired. It's a free speech issue. She has tenure. I mean, whether it's me or uh, Ben Shapiro or Mark Levin or uh, David French or you name it, you name the conservative and they have said this woman shouldn't be fired for offensive statements. And yet Vox is running a story. They, they picked two people I have literally never heard of, neither of whom have very large following, saying that this woman should be fired. And the story is, oh, conservatives think she should be fired. She's the victim here. These conservatives are out to get her, which isn't true at all. Yet they've nutpicked to try to make Fresno the hut the victim in this story. Um, everyone knows a hut is never the victim. She's probably got Han Solo frozen somewhere. Y'all, you need to call the governor and ask him to veto a piece of legislation. Uh, have you seen that, that England has, has sent a man to jail for eight months for flipping off a uh, automated traffic enforcement device and, and uh, bypassing it? Yeah, they're sending the man to jail for eight months telling people don't flip off these things. Seriously, they, they did that. Uh, yes, he was speeding and tried to obstruct it too, but but they made him flipping it off as, as part of it. Uh, the Georgia legislature at the very last minute or uh, close to midnight uh, passed HB 978, allowing automated traffic enforcement safety devices in Georgia. First, they want to do them in school zones, but you know that's not going to be the, the end of it. They're going to want to expand them. David Ralston's son is a lobbyist and helped get this through. The governor needs to veto HB 978. Uh, we don't need these things in Georgia. That's what a police state does. We need to be opposed to them. Uh, I hope you'll urge the governor to veto HB 978. If you want the full show, text show to 444-999. Uh, relatedly to all this nonsense from Republicans, we got to stop Jim Beck. Um, bad news. We don't want the Democrats trying to Roy Moore situation in Georgia based on his behavior in office. Uh, Jay Florence is apparently a good guy. Don't know him, but lots of people think highly of him. But y'all need to go listen to the audio. I think it's disrespectful to play the full audio from another news network. Uh, you can go to Fox 5 and and just search for Jim Beck there. And you can see the whole interview from Dale Russell yourself. Very fair piece and very, very brutal. That's going to come back and haunt him uh, in the general and gives the Democrats a leg up. So we need to stop him in the primary. Uh, and we may have more on this tomorrow. You guys have a good night. I will talk to you then.